Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, uh, I'm super excited. I really, really am because this show is literally number one streaming in the US. And very soon on the 22nd of June, it's coming to the UK from Strange New Worlds. We've got Melissa Navia. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here and I'm very excited that you guys are going to be seeing us in only a few weeks. I'm counting down with you. And I can't wait for everyone to watch this show. It's absolutely stunning to watch visually, the story writing, everything. So first of all, congratulations on the impact it's made in the US. I mean, did you ever think that it was going to make this much of a splash? Uh, Well, it's funny because uh, it is it is Star Trek. And so we all you know, we, we it is a franchise that we all know whether or not you're a Trekkie. It's been a part of all of our lives. But one of the interesting things is that you know, we filmed season one in the middle of, of the pandemic. Uh, we're still in it, but, you know, in the middle of kind of when we had lockdown regulations in Toronto where we film, we had border restrictions um, from any of us who lived uh, abroad in the U.S. and Australia, England. Um, and so everything was just very much we were kind of working in a vacuum. But um, people that we were hearing from, we heard just how excited everyone was about strange new worlds. Um, I tell the story about one of my brother-in-laws is a Trekkie. And when he found out that it was going to be strange new worlds that I booked, he texted me and he was like, this is the one that we have been waiting our lives for. (laughs) And so I think all of us kind of understood that there's this immense pressure on the show. And, and, um, you know, I had, I had people come up to me and tell me that Captain Pike is their first or second favorite captain of all time. And I would like look at them and I'd say, you haven't even seen an episode. Uh, and, and so I, we, we definitely understood that this was going to be a big deal. And we were just really hoping that it was going to reach the expectations that everybody has. And, and looking at the scripts last year, um, you know, we're all a little biased because we're on the show, but we knew we had something special. The cast is incredible. We all genuinely like each other. Um, and I think that that comes across in the episodes. So, uh, but but still, it, nothing nothing compares to actually seeing the reaction uh, that we're getting and seeing critics, you know, who can be super critical um, of of everything, also love it. Um, and so we we couldn't be happier that it's finally out in the world and um, meeting everyone's expectations, exceeding them, hopefully. Definitely, definitely exceeding. And like I mentioned before we started the interview, that it's just great to have something like this to escape to uh, with all the madness that's go- going on right now. But if you could tell the lovely viewers and the listeners who you play and why is this different to other Star Trek shows? Sure. So this is Lieutenant Erica Ortegas. That is who I, I play and I have the great honor of, of bringing to the screen. She is the helmsman, the pilot, of the Enterprise, which is a, will, I will never get bored of saying that because that's great. Um, and uh, the the show is is different from from current um, Star Treks out there because it's it's kind of going back to that adventure of the week format. So it's episodic in nature. So uh, there are serialized aspects to it. So what happens to a character doesn't just disappear at the end of the episode. It, it carries through um, to some degree. 
And but but what we love about it is that you know you don't have to kind of watch the whole series to to understand what's happening. And not only does it appeal to Trek fans who have been you know Trek fans their whole life, but it also appeals to people who who have known of Star Trek but never have considered it you know considered themselves to be fans. And, and everybody can kind of get into it. Um, it's hopeful. It's it's it it takes us back, I think, to what made Star Trek so wonderful in the first place. Uh, you know, it was taking us to, to new worlds. It was, you know, making us think about what what is possible um, when the world around you necessarily is not at its best. Um, and I think that, that that's something that, so it's something that we always need uh, during the pandemic. We definitely saw that. I know that everything is still crazy for sure, but we saw that, you know, when, when everything seems extra dark, we turn to stories, um, no matter where we are in the world. And uh, the fact that we were able to film this last year, the fact that uh, this show kind of came out of the fans' love for Anson, Ethan, and Rebecca's portrayals of three iconic characters, just all of that, like we've just, it's been just this love story between um, the franchise, fans, uh, the production team. And I keep telling everybody, like everyone behind the show, their fans like they have a great respect uh for the franchise and a great love for it and just across the board like you know we still don't get over it like we'll all be on set whether it's the cast the crew producers and we're all like guys we're making star trek like this is great um and so so that's a wonderful thing to be a part of and, and none of us are taking it for granted and season one is well underway and it, as you mentioned earlier it's being praised by the critics the fans um uh, everyone's loving it for how authentic the show is and especially compared to the original, uh, why do you think pers- personally it, it is being so well received? Do you think it's because, it, you know, it is like the original, but with a lot better special effects? Um, I think, yeah, I think that's that's part of it. What people keep saying too is just like it, it feels like you're watching a movie. Um, mm. um, and so a couple of things I'm thinking of, so I don't I don't get completely lost. But one thing, um, one thing is like when we watch the show, so as the cast, and I was just, I was in a fitting earlier, we're in the middle of, of shooting season two, and um, I was talking with Wardrobe, and I was saying it's like when we watch the episodes as the cast, we're also kind of watching for the first time because there's so much of the show that we don't, we don't see, you know, while we're on the bridge and, and things mm-hmm. that, you know, we're, we're, we, we have an idea of what's happening, but, but the special effects are, are incredible. The, the music is fantastic. Um, and it's just really, it's like, so we filmed it, but then we get to watch it and it's like, we're seeing it for the first time. Um, and I have castmates who don't really watch themselves, but I'm the opposite. I'm not one of those actors who doesn't like to watch themselves. Like as soon as I got the screeners for the pilot and episode two, I was like, let me watch what we're doing. Is it worth it to go back to Canada? Like what's going on? And I was, I was very, very happy. Um, but the, the other thing too is, is, um, I think people, fans uh critics everybody they just love the the camaraderie um from the cast like what like we're all very active on social media because we're also connecting with the fans and it is very genuine like anyone who thinks that it's uh that it's somehow something that's part of our job it's not like if i wasn't on twitter it'd be fine but i'm enjoying it so much because the fans are enjoying it so much um but yeah everyone's saying that they 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 love seeing uh, how the characters interact and they feel like they know everybody. Um, and mm. so for Ortegas in particular, like right now, um, I don't want to give, I don't want to say too much, but um, you know, she's not a legacy character. Um, she's a, a brand new character. Uh, her last name is, is an homage to a character that Gene Roddenberry created for the cage. Um, he was supposed to be Jose Ortegas and he ended up being Jose Tyler, a bit different. Um, and so in this way, uh, Ortegas gets carried over to me. And so I get to bring, 
um, this character in a new form uh, to the world, which is is beautiful. But but what people are seeing with, with my character is they're kind of um, they're finding out new things about her every week, and and they're just like it doesn't matter how much uh, they focus on a character per episode. Everyone's like, we feel like we already know them and we want to hang out with them. And, uh, and that's just resonating with everyone. And I, I think that has a large part to do as to why you want to want to go back and watch. The other thing I found too, is that people are watching it over and over and over again. Um, and, uh, and that's, you know, I don't know of a, of a, of a higher compliment for an episode that, you know, it's people can watch it 10 times, you know, just while they're waiting for the next episode to come out. So so that's that's the indication of a good story when you can keep telling it, you can keep watching it, listening to it. Uh, and so we're doing something right. Definitely, definitely. And let's talk about your look on the show, because your hair is amazing. Was that your choice <laughs> you. or was it the studio's choice? It's so funny. So I've, I've definitely I've gotten that question a few times. Um, <laughs> and I'll start by saying this about three months before, uh, like time is, is all sorts of time the last few years has been all sorts of funny, but I'm pretty sure like, like about three months before I got the audition um, for Strange New Worlds, which was in October of 2020. Um, And you can go to my Instagram and people can like, check this. Um, But I actually got a very similar haircut. I'd gone to the, to my, my hairstylist and I was just like, I want something different. Let's shave it. And so we shaved it on the sides and I loved it. Um, My partner, Brian, he was just like, absolutely. He was always very cool about like, you know, he's like, He's like, you know, cut your hair, do whatever you want with your hair. And and my manager, who I absolutely adore, but he's very, he's very business oriented. And uh, when he saw my haircut, he's just like, it looks great. He's like, I feel like it's going to, to kind of uh, box you in a bit, you know, for roles that we're trying to, <laughs> trying to get you on, especially at the time when, you know, we're trying to book a series regular, we're coming out of the, out of kind of the, the weirdness of the industry, not knowing how to audition anymore because everybody was, was stuck at home. Um, so he's like, could you grow it back out? So I was like, okay. So I grew it back out to a pixie cut. Um, I ended up booking um, Strange New Worlds with my, my pixie cut, you know, haircut. So it's just kind of regular and um, nothing shaved. And when I got to set, um, when I got to Toronto rather, and the head of the hair department sent me ideas that the producers were thinking about, uh, this was kind of one of the ideas. This is still kind of its own creation, but the idea of, of, of having just very like military, but also relaxed. Um, mm-hmm. And so Erica, in addition to being the Hellsman, she's a, a combat veteran. Um, and so she is military. And so I like this idea of, of, of not, of it not just being military, but also uh, being an extension of her character and that it isn't too kind of, you know, quaffed or taken care of, or looks like, you know, she's really taking a lot of time with it in the morning. Um, and so in that way, it's very much like me, like, I just kind of do this with my hair, and I'm, I'm out the door. Um, and so, and then also, I've always been a fan of short hair, I've had it most of my life. And I feel like as a, as a helmsman, as a pilot, like, I just don't have time for hair that gets in the way. So it all just worked <laughs> for me. And, um, and then when I went back to producers with like, we had like, three options to choose from. And, uh, I was like, I really like this one. Uh, producers came back and they were just like, you know, if if Melissa likes this one, that's our favorite, you know. But if if it's too if it's too like intense, I forget the word they used, but if it's too basically if it's too intense, I'm paraphrasing, um, you know, we'd be okay with with it less shaved if she wants that. And I remember I went to Brian, um, and I was also in the hair trailer with Ethan. That's when I first met him. So Ethan, who plays Spock, and uh, Ethan was just like, go with that one. I don't even know if he remembers saying that to me. Um, and my partner, Brian, was just like, go with that one. And producers were like, that's what we want. And I'm like, fantastic. So this is like my dream haircut. And the fact that it's 
being matched with my dream role uh it was just meant to be i feel <laughs> and you get the call that you've got the job so you've auditioned you get the call how did how did you celebrate and how secretive did you have to be around your friends and family sure so uh when we when we got the audition originally it was so uh top secret that we had to i had to sign an nda for it um and so it came through my reps but uh but they weren't even able to see the audition sides and so um brian and i had to submit the audition directly to the casting directors which is not common and of course you know the platform i had to submit it on wasn't working and i had a deadline and i had to like email it like in the last minute it got in and i remember kind of falling apart afterward being like what am i doing with my life you know i'm sitting here like you know running trying to send emails by 1 p.m and what's really happening and a few weeks later i got the call back producer session uh and then we basically waited and it's a whole process that goes goes on with it and right before i i got the call that i had booked it i had kind of come to the like almost like this zen moment where i was just like Erica is such a specific character, you know, and I've always been told by casting directors that that me as an actor, I'm very specific um, in that I'm not getting 100 auditions a week. But when I do get auditions, they're very um, they're very uh, specific to, to me. They're perfect mm. for me, you know, if, if, if you will. And so I, I kind of I remember that morning just kind of waking up with like this just relaxed feeling of like, you know, if I get it, it's because they want Melissa and they can only have me for this role. And if I don't get it, it, it just was not me. They just didn't want me and that's it. And there's just kind of knowing that just like gives you a little bit of a release. And then I get the call from my manager and uh, my agents and they're on the call. Uh, but they were kind of like, they weren't like super like, ah, you got it. Like they were just kind of like explaining the next steps to me. And they were so chill about it that I was just like, wait a minute, I, I booked it. <laughs> and uh, my manager was just like, yes, yes, it's yours. And I was, oh my God. And, and Brian was standing there and, uh, and I told him and, and we were just over the moon. Um, we actually jumped up and down, uh, which is not a thing uh, I do often, but we actually jumped up and down. Um, I was able to tell, um, I FaceTimed like with my parents and my sisters. And uh, then I kept just very quiet about it. And uh, yeah, kept very quiet about it, was excited. Uh, it's hard to, you know, fully grasp uh the the magnitude of it and even now um like i think if we always stay grounded um which is the cool thing about this cast is we are all very grounded um it's going to help us you know not kind of uh go too crazy um but i definitely i de definitely we kept it top secret uh you know we showed up in toronto we all laughed uh, the cast laughed because all of our auditions were via zoom and um most of us you know we've all been working but you know we've not been famous and so we joked that when we got to toronto we're like what if we'd all been like really bizarre unpleasant people like now producers are stuck <laughs> with this cast that they've assembled um but the cast and directors uh, are remarkable they knew what they were doing and uh, they put together just this brilliant cast and and uh and yeah and so i'm still so the whole like when is it finally kicked in or, or set in or when you know has it hit me what we're doing i don't think it ever will um i'm just kind of moving forward like this is this is my job and this is uh what I love doing so and then being part of such a such a you know a legacy franchise I suppose <clears throat> because you know Star Trek has been you know on our screens for years and then you are on literally posters uh, and then uh, you are on the underground I mean how yes. bizarre 
was that to see your face literally i mean did you stand there all day or was it just a did you just say yeah this is me um you know so the it's, it's so funny I, so i was i had gone back to new york so we're, we're filming in toronto and uh, unlike last year where the border restrictions um uh, were so strict and quarantine regulations were so crazy. We couldn't, I couldn't go back to the United States while we were filming because of uh, it would have thrown the schedule for a loop. But now we can, we can go back and forth. So I was in New York for, what was I in New York for? I think I was there for, I was doing a, a spec shoot and then I was doing something else. And uh, it might've been Easter. I don't even know. Everything is all, all the weeks jumbled together, but whatever I was there for my sister, my younger sister, um who's just my best friend and she's wonderful she was just like we have to stop by union square and i was like why and then, I'm like, and then she's just like look and so she showed me on like instagram or whatever she's like you're all over union square and i'm like oh fantastic that's a really great reason to go and uh, and sure enough i don't know if uh, if viewers are familiar but it's it's a large subway station in uh, in new york city and it was very cool like as soon as you walk in like you know uh we were on the turnstiles. We were on, you know, there was, uh, you know, videos of, of, uh, of Rebecca and Anson and Celia and Ethan kind of stepping through. And, and then you had our posters. Um, and I took videos and I sent it back to the cast who were, who were in Toronto and they were excited about it. They were like, Oh my goodness. And I was just like, yeah, but, but the funny thing too, is I wasn't, I was almost like a part of me was very much like in working actor mode where I was like, I've been doing this for so long and I've been saying for so long, that this would happen, that, you know, I would, I would book this wonderful role that was meant for me and that hopefully I could do justice uh, to that. Like, and I was also so tired from, you know, like filming 24 seven life is exhausting that I just remember walking through Union <laughs> Square with my sister and just being like, yeah, yeah, it's about time. And, uh, and she was laughing because she's just like, this is, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, it is, uh, but it was so wonderful. And also it was great to see just the amount of, um, marketing and attention that the the network and the studio is putting into it um and so yeah so it's just been wonderful and when fans see us and get excited know that the cast is seeing us and we're seeing each other we're also getting excited like i literally took videos for the cast and uh like we were on the what do you call them like the the beams mm -hmm. um and so we just i just took videos walking up and down i wasn't on a beam which made me go like how what? dare like, they Je jess yeah right i'm like jess and i did not make it on a beam. so like the what do they call it? There's another word for it, but you know, beams. Uh, but so Jess and I, I found like in one of those, that picture you just showed, like we, I was like, all right, Jess, like we got, we got even the, we got the better, the better deal. Like we're up above and you know, everybody's walking through and they see us. So, um, so yeah, and so it was you, just very, and very you, cool. And were you tempted at all to get a pen and uh, maybe put a few mustaches on uh, no, some of the characters? No, but it's so characters? funny. So funny that you should say that because I have actually not even thought. I used to think about that when I would like go through the subway and see like someone's beautiful like TV or movie poster and it's been all inked up and it didn't even occur to me. Thank you for now putting that in my head. I'm gonna have uh, gonna have all my friends back home. I'm like I'm like patrol patrol. Yeah, Stranger taking World's pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, let's yes. see your best. Um artwork um on those post posters please um uh, were you a fan of star trek before because i've got a confession i'm not a trekkie literally i've got a friend martin that's literally diehard star trek fan for me i love watching the shows and just losing myself not over like the littlest de de detail but the quality i mean were you a fan before do you know everything about the star trek world so, so growing up, my, my Star Trek, and I think too, like I, I watched a lot of it at that point, it was like in syndication, but was the next generation. 
Um, and so I would also not, I mean, now I'm, I'm a Trekkie, right? By, by nature of what mm -hmm. I do, but I wouldn't have considered myself a Trekkie at all, but I knew, I knew Star Trek. I knew Patrick Stewart. I knew, I knew that theme song to me is still one of the most beautiful theme songs. Um, it begins and, and I cannot not watch the whole thing. Um, that's, that's also because of Patrick Stewart's wonderful voice, but it's just so wonderful. It just encapsulates, I think what makes, uh, makes space so, uh, fantastic to talk about, to tell stories about, to, to, um, to dream about just that theme song is just fantastic. And now we have our theme song, which I think is also wonderful, gives you goosebumps. Um, but yeah, so that's what I watched, uh, growing up. And, and the funny thing is, um, I, I used to, I was, I, I mentioned this a few, in a few interviews, but like, you know, I was at that age too, where like you had to kind of have a crush on somebody that you're watching. And that person for me was, um, Jonathan Frakes as uh, commander Riker. And, uh, and then when I booked this, everybody was saying, you know, Ortegas is like the Riker of this cast of this crew. And I'm like, how funny, how funny. <laughs> um, and then recently I got to meet Jonathan Frakes. Um, and I got to, uh, work with him and it was just level all sorts of levels of surreal uh and he is even more wonderful than you can imagine like he is like i want to be like jonathan frakes when i grow up so so anyway so that's the star trek i knew i didn't know um much about the original series beyond you know kind of what everyone knows about william shatner and and of course leonard nimoy and um but i had never watched too many of the episodes i'd seen bits and pieces um and, uh, and of course i knew other ones like i knew deep space nine um, and then you discover, especially after you book a show like this, how many people in your life are Trekkies, how many people know so much about Star Trek. I didn't realize that, um, that my Brian knew so much about Star Trek. He kept watching, he was watching Deep Space Nine while we were, while like the, in the weeks we were waiting to find out if I'd booked this, uh, this wonderful show. And I kept biting my tongue cause I kept wanting to tell him like, you know, please stop watching. Like I'm trying not to think about, I'm trying to think about anything but Star Trek, but I wouldn't. Um, I was just like, he's enjoy like, he'd be cooking and he'd be watching in the background. And I'll never forget when I hit accept on like my contract, which was all digitally signed. So you sign the contract before you officially know you, you've gotten the role. Um, I remember when I was going to hit accept the theme song to Deep Space Nine was, was swelling in the background. Um, and I'm like, isn't it though? And it's also, it was also, and then also I tried to watch like all those, like couple of weeks I was trying to watch absolutely everything to take my mind off of what I was thinking about. Um, and I was watching like a lot of uh, like British shows and Irish shows and like from like decades ago and absolutely everything I watched at some point there was a Star Trek reference. It was bizarre. Um, like, and I was just like, I can't get away from it. And I'm like, this is going to drive me mad. And uh, so when I booked it, I was just like, Oh, at least I can relax and I can watch things again. Um, so yeah. So so that's been that's been my life uh and it's it's okay i'm not complaining <laughs> and talking about you know i want to give a shout out to all the writers the set designers and and every, everyone behind Absolutely. the camera because you know they do a sterling job they really do and i wanted to ask what was the experience like actually stepping foot on the uss enterprises bridge for the very first time because that must have been surreal it was, uh, and I've, I've said this a bunch to people as well, and uh, it's like all my castmates, uh, they have these great stories of they stepped on and they were just like, oh my goodness, like I can't believe I'm on set. Like there was there was times for like weeks where, you know, Anson would be like, 
we're on the bridge of the enterprise. And I'd be like, yes. I'm like, this is crazy. Um, and we'd all just have moments of like looking at each other and being like, this is, this is wild. Um, but the cool thing is, 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 so everybody's definitely, we were all like, just couldn't believe it. Um, but there was a, there was a, a large part of me that was very uh, concerned about how exactly I fly this ship, you know? And I'm, I'm like, as, as the pilot, I, I just took that seriously. And I'm not a method actor at all. Like as soon as we, hit cut you know I'm, I'm i'm myself again um but i think the most method i've ever been in anything has been here on star trek in terms of what am i doing um and is it realistic and because i think that the fans appreciate that um and so so all of that was what came into play and i just remember like going back to my chair you know on on the first day of shooting and, and googling googling how to fly a starship and being like this is absurd what am i doing um but i'm like fans know people know um, and so I started to have all these conversations with um, with producers, with the graphics department, um, with uh, people like John Van Sitters, who have been with the franchise for a very long time. And I really got to know, um, you know, more about about flying the ship, about the ship in general, about engines, about the way things fly. Um, and, and so I think that really um, played a large part into what I was doing. But But the bridge is so wonderful. And you guys will see on June 22nd, because it's like, you can tell immediately that it's the enterprise um but it's it's upgraded but not in a way that's that's like unbelievable like it's just it's made almost like it's something old and yet new and so it makes you feel at home and yet excited that something um something very different is happening um and yet something that you you know really well so it's like you're almost like coming back home um and it's it's even more exciting than than hopefully people remember and I've got to ask, you know, talking about how realistic the bridge was, were you tempted to press as many buttons as possible to see if they actually worked or did anything? Yeah, so that was definitely one of my my first questions was just like, <laughs> why is our touchscreen not responsive? And uh, and everybody would kind of laugh. They'd be like, we this is first season. We do not have the budget for that yet. And I'm like, you should. Um, I was also, I would love it if we had more like levers to pull and things to do like if as if I was in a, like a fighter jet just but we do not um and then there's definitely there's there's other buttons and things on the bridge but um but and part of me too like there's there's times well I don't want to give anything away because you guys haven't technically seen anything yet but there's there's times where I'm in other places on the bridge let's just say um where I see other actors um kind of sitting at the helm and I'll be kind of like, you know, one eye on what I'm doing and one eye on them. And I'll be like, I cannot believe you're touching those buttons. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll be like, I'm not going to say anything. It's not my job. It's AD's job. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so you, you, you do kind of get uh, um, not territorial, but just like you feel like you know your station. Um, I don't know anything that happens at the science station or at Uhura station. Um, and so God bless all of them. Um, because I, I'm like, there's a lot more buttons happening over there. And I'm very happy to be nowhere near them <laughs> and have you managed to liberate any props or costume pieces maybe um are you allowed or so we so we've been really good i was able to get last year i was given trying to think um because one of the things is we we kind of all knew you know it's like in this industry you never know until i always say you know it's never nothing is anything until it's something right like i i don't announce that I'm on a show until somebody sees me in their living room and they're like, Hey, we saw you on that show. So, but we all had a feeling when we were wrapping up season one, that we were going to be coming back for season two. 
Um, so just about everything was just like, we're coming back. So we didn't even, so there wasn't this feeling of like, this could be the last time I see this thing. Um, and there was things that I, that I wanted. Like there was a, a mug with like the Starfleet logo that I have like in a breakfast scene that I had wanted that I forgot to ask for. Um, and so I didn't get that. There was a, an, a civilian outfit that they made for me that we didn't get to play um, in season one. And I loved it so much. I was like, you guys made it for me. It only fits me. Can I have it? And they're like, no, we want to use it for season two. And they're like, we can give it to you, but you can only wear it in secret. And I'm like, well, what's the point of that? <laughs> so, um, so for all those kinds of things, uh, I just was like, everything will be here when I get back. Um, the boots that I absolutely love, uh, those stayed. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't get anything. Um, I didn't get anything except uh, from season one. I have I have one one Delta badge, um, which I, I keep near and dear. But uh, but the props department is, is wonderful and on top of, of all of their pieces and and so at the end of every day we give everything back and and we uh, we hope that one day we'll we'll be able to get more of them. I've had a lot of friends ask me for things and I'm like guys I'm like I can't <laughs> I can't I can't I love the props department. I don't want anyone getting in trouble. Well, I'm sure you'll be able to get something in the end. I really do. And um, right. I've got to say, the show is just fantastic. Your one-liners, I think, are great. I think my favourite so far is whatever tweaks your freak, pal. Literally, <laughs> when you said that, I literally nearly spit my drink out because I just thought it was a classic line. It's great. So without you know having your NDA exploding, um, what can you say You know, we've got to look forward to with your character? Uh, in the rest of season one, in a nutshell. Sure, um, and this is as if, because if, we're speaking right to everybody who's not seen anything yet, right? Yeah, and people that obviously have, because um, a lot of my viewers have, right, are in 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 the states as well. Yeah, worldwide. So I'll say um, it's okay. So let's make sure we can speak to everybody. So I'll say, well, I'll say things that you can tell from the trailer, and you can. But Ortegas is 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 really good at what she does, and um, and she she also. Uh, just has a, a really great respect for the position that she's in. And because of that, because of that confidence, that allows her to, to fly the ship and also to, to, to kind of also let it go. And so when you hear um, these one-liners, I, I really made a point, and it's also um, thanks to the writing, where it's like, it's, it's, it's genuine. It, it isn't just like kind of, it's not just comic relief. It's genuine to her character. And sometimes she is cutting the tension. Other times she, she has to find the humor in it because she knows what it's like mm -hmm. to be a soldier, to be a pilot um, in life and death situations. And so um, you'll kind of see how, how that, how that plays and how she balances it. Um, and you're going to get to see Ortegas uh, in, in areas that are not on the bridge. And so the way she interacts with other crew members um, that I think fans are really going to, going to enjoy. And then you're going to see a side of Ortegas that none of us expected. I didn't um, when I, when I was getting the first round of scripts. Uh, and so, and she's also really uh, the character that, you can kind of all these layers are going to get keep getting peeled back. Like I, I'm absolutely loving uh, everyone who has seen the episodes and who are, you know, they're threatening full scale rebellion. If like this and that doesn't happen for Ortegas or if something happens to Ortegas, like we're going to revolt. And I want to just tell everyone, I was like, thank you. I appreciate so much that you're all going to war for this character, but everybody just, just hang out, relax, all good things. And, um, and uh, it's just going to be a real ride. And uh and then we're working on season two, so you don't have to worry that, that things are going to end mm, uh, mm. When, when season one is over. So knock on all sorts of things because we're excited for a long ride. And I can't wait for the 22nd of June for the UK viewers to see it because it's definitely going to 
explode over here as it is doing in the US. But Melissa, you've been a great guest. I've had a lovely chat. It's been an absolute honor and I look forward to seeing your character grow and uh, for more one-liners. But thank you so much for being on the show. Definitely. Thank you for having me and uh, I look forward to speaking in the future. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. In my world, it means a